Hi, I'm Kelsey Harrison, and this is the Get Wild Podcast, where each episode we dig into ways to reclaim your most wild and authentic self. Hello. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Hope you had a great holiday season. If you're listening to this uh, right after it gets posted, um, I just got back to Colorado from Atlanta. Got to go visit my partner's family. And yeah, it was a new experience not being with mine, but we had a great holiday and super excited for the new year. Um, Been doing a lot of manifesting and reflection on last year and well 2020 reflection on 2020 and moving forward um and with that one of the biggest things that i'm trying to carry over into the new year is the importance of balancing being and doing so oftentimes you know we have two states that we live in and they are being and doing there is a big difference between the two and our society that we live in here in the United States is very focused on doing, doing, doing it. Society tells us that the more that we do, the better, the more we do, the more valuable we are, you know, the more we do, the more we'll succeed. And it it tells us all of these things and it's not accurate. It's false. Um, you know, and I am guilty. I'm a major doer. I'm huge on the yang side of things. I'm a pitta. I'm a go, go, go kind of person, power yoga all the way. And I've really been trying to incorporate more of the being into my life and more yin and rest and relaxation. Um, so I want to talk about, th- I wanted to talk about that today and just dig a little more into what being and doing looks like, what happens if we overdo it, for lack of better words, overdo it on either side, and ways to balance them and how it's going to benefit us moving forward. Um, So yeah, we'll go ahead and just dig right into it. Um, So in the state of being and doing, it's told to us in our society and in especially if you run a business or you have a small business or a side hustle, there's the word already. It's told to us that hustling is good. Hustling is almost put up on this sort of pedestal, like that if you hustle, you're crushing it. Um, When the reality is, to me, the word hustle is kind of negative. It's a stressful energy. Hustle is filled with anxiety and you are constantly seeking more and more because what you have isn't enough and you're hustling, you're rushing around. So when I first started teaching yoga, I was teaching about 10 to 14 classes a week at multiple different studios. And this is a super common story for a lot of yoga teachers. And it might be what your life looks like right now. Um, Or, you know, you might be able to apply this to a different job or area of your life. But the hustle that I experienced during that time, I would 
teach a class, quickly clean the studio, make sure everything's done, close up in West Ashley in Charleston, drive 35 minutes across town, hoping not to hit traffic to get to my next class in Mount Pleasant and do the same thing all over again. And, you know, running around exhausted, tired, teaching 5.45 a.m. classes. I remember one day specifically, I taught a Monday, 5.45 a.m., and then I taught the 8 a.m., then I taught the noon, and then I taught a 4.30 p.m., and then I taught the 7 p.m. class. I taught five classes in one day, which if you're a yoga teacher, you get it. If you're not, it's a whole lot of energy that you're putting out. You're constantly talking and planning and trying to remember what sequence or what format you're teaching and just so much energy expended in that day. And the next day I was empty and totally empty. And, and you know, even when I got to my last class, I didn't have a whole lot to give and my words were all over the place. And it's just not quality at that point, you know. I'm spreading myself too thin and not giving myself the space to fill my cup back up. Um, so that's just a small example of the hustle that is sometimes praised in our society, right? It's told to us that the more we do, the more money we have, the more objects, the more houses, that it means we're successful. Or it means, you know, the more you do, the happier you'll be. And none of that is true. It's all it's all a lie. It's all a big fat lie. And, you know, the reality is, is that less is more. And this is a phrase my dad always would say to us, you know, mainly if we were going shopping or something, but less is more. And it is true. And the older I get, which I'm not that old, but the older I get, the more I realize it. Um, And I've also been really loving the thought of, you know, I can do less better. So I can do less and do it better. And choosing to do less creates a higher quality of whatever product or thing I'm doing. So the lower my quantity is, the higher my quality is. And, you know, these are things we we know, but we often forget when we get caught up in the hustle of trying to reach our goals or trying to, you know, build a vision or a lifestyle. Hustle is the hustle of doing, being in the state of doing, um, it comes from a place of scarcity and lack versus abundance. And when you're so focused on what you don't have and what you're trying to get and how you have to get there and all the things you have to do to get it, you're hustling and you're doing from a place of scarcity, which rarely ever provides in the way we need. And so when we operate from a place of abundance of trusting and of being rather than doing, it allows us to take a a step back and let things play out for themselves. And oftentimes it comes back in larger ways than what we can even imagine. Um, And, you know, when we're, to me, doing is sort of like a, you know, and I'm, the main reason I'm talking about doing so much, not in a negative sense, but in a, it's, it's something we do, we do too often. We're in doing mode too often in this society. And so you might be in a space where you are being too often. So to talk about being, um, being is more of 
feminine. So let me just break down doing and being real quick. Being is a feminine energy. Being is yin. It's more of cool. It's flow. It's restful. It's correlated with the moon, with winter and surrender. When we're being, we often turn inwards. We give space for renewal and for trust. So being is feminine, yin, you know, that kind of thing. And doing is masculine energy. It's yang, it's push, it's warm, it's active. Being is more passive. Doing is more active. It is doing a summer energy. It's goal-oriented. It is outwards focused rather than inwards. And it is all about like launching projects and connecting and creating. So two different energies, being and doing. One is feminine, one is masculine. I don't say that in the sense of genders at all or sexes, but it's just a type of energy in the system. Um, And I am very much so have masculine energy in the sense of doing, doing, doing more, more, more. What can I create? What can I, how can I push myself? Right. And that's okay. It's, it's a strength of mine, but that means that what I need to do is focus on the balance with the feminine energy. And, you know, I, I, definitely think that our society pushes the masculine side of things. And as a business owner, having masculine energy is somewhat of a necessity in order to get shit done. But the being is just as important as well. Being energy gives space for more organic growth and organic evolution to happen. When we give that space. We allow creativity. We allow visions and passions and ideas to pop up, right? They always say, you know, and this everybody has their best ideas in the shower or maybe when you're on a walk in silence. And the reason is because you are being in that moment. You are showering. You are fully present. You're washing your hair or whatever it is. And you are fully present being exactly where you are. And that allows the creativity and the ideas to flow. So is that, I hope that's all making sense. But when you are being, it opens up space. It's about being present, centered, and open to whatever shows up. And when we are in the state of being, time is flexible. You're not crunched for time. You're not stressed out. You're not rushing to get anywhere or anything. You're simply there and you get to enjoy where you are, what's happening, and everything that comes with it. When we get out of touch with the being state, we lose touch with ourselves in the sense of, you know, our visions. We lose sense of our passions and we lose what makes us feel alive and bright and shiny. And, you know, that's why oftentimes when people, you know, take a sabbatical from work or go on vacation or even just meditate for five minutes, they come back and they feel rejuvenated, right? That's what 
retreats are about, like the retreats I lead, they're about coming back, rejuvenated, coming back and being, being, for lack of better words, you know, inspired simply by yourself, simply by being alive. Being allows us to connect to a higher energy quicker and more in a more sustainable and deeper way. Um, So another thing that can happen if you are very, very strong on your masculine, on your doing state of things is you get exhausted, right? You're drained, you are uninspired and you are without light or passion, right? You're tired all the time. You come home from work and you just want to sleep and you don't have that energy to give to others around you or to your side projects that are your passions or whatever it is. And a lot of times you can notice that you're too much on the side of doing if your sentences contain the words of should or have to or ought to, right? If you are living in a way of I should be doing this or I have to do this or I ought to be doing this, you are not in a being state. You're not in a flow. You are simply doing to do more, which does not serve us in the long run. The being mode more so brings us freedom and flow. And this is where flow and ease comes in. And that's something I've been feeling personally in my life and my business. Um, I like to stay busy. And while it's awesome, and I have been super busy lately, I've had more downtime in the last, I don't know, few weeks. Um, November was a little slower. And other than my wilderness first responder training, I've had a lot of downtime. You know, I work four days a week. That's the schedule I set for myself. Usually I work from about 5 a.m. until 1 p.m. or so. um, And that's it. And it's glorious. And the creativity that I find within myself, the inspiration is more than I had ever when I was, you know, pushing myself to work 50, 60 hours a week or doing things because I thought I should or because, you know, it was the norm. And an example is I went and did my wilderness first responder training, which was absolutely incredible. And when I did the training, I was worried coming up to it because I was taking 11 full days off from my business. So, you know, I'm obviously still learning and training, but I wasn't going to be posting. I wasn't going to be marketing or creating new content or anything like that. And it definitely stressed me out. And the funny thing is, is that within those 10 days, I made $4,000. Within those 10 days, I had more sales than I had had in a whole month. And I wasn't doing anything. You know, I was trusting. I was in a state of being. I was letting go of every stress and anxiety and expectation. And I was focused elsewhere. And it happened organically. It happened in a way where the evolution was natural and I had set my business up for success and then let go and that success came back to me. So 
that was just like an affirmation this past month of, you know, it's okay. I can take a step back from my business and it will survive. I will survive, right? I can take a step back and let go. And in fact, maybe even make more money than I would be if I was sitting here pushing, pushing, pushing. Um, yeah. And so then, you know, there are situations where you might be too, and you might come to a season of your life where you're too heavy on the being side of things, on the yin, the feminine, the slow. And, you know, that'll show up if you have no motivation or if you are not working and not being productive, you're being lazy, um, you have no drive to do these things. Or it might also, and to me, this is a little bit of the being side is, you know, the being side focuses on the vision. And if you get caught up in the vision of the big picture, right, I'm just going to manifest all day long, every day. And then it'll just come to me. To me, that is too much on the being side because you are not doing anything. And I, I think this is where manifestation gets a bad rap. Because a lot of people set these goals, visions, manifestations, and then they leave them. And they think that manifesting them alone is going to create the product they want, which is false. And so it is, you know, possible and there are seasons of life for everything where we fall into the being side. Where we just, you know, we don't take action. We let our goals take a back seat. And if this is where you are, that's okay. Just notice it, right? Notice how you can balance that out. And rather than staying stuck in the being and on motivation, you know, make small changes to begin to reincorporate doing into your life. And when the two states of being and doing are balanced, it is an extremely powerful thing. It gives space for visions and passions and ideas. And then once we take those visions and passions, we implement the doing and we get into the details of the visions and ideas and goals and we execute. We take action, but it's focused. It's meaningful. It's intentional. And it is less, but we do less and we do it better. And that is what it's all about. And that is how we thrive, right? We don't get sucked into the societal norms of telling us to do more, do more, that working a 60, 70 hour week is necessary. It's not. You can take time off and still be happy. You know, your money does not determine your happiness or your peace or your joy. And that's where the balance comes in. So, Oh, I really liked this quote. I wrote this down. Your value lies in who you are, not in what you achieve. Your value, you listening to this podcast, your value lies in who you are, not in what you achieve. Not in what you achieve, not in what you have, not in how much money is in your bank account. Your value lies deeper than all of that. And when you act in a way that aligns your who you are with your passion and purpose, and then you take action, that's where the beautiful, you know, alignment 
for lack of a better word, comes from. So how do we balance these things out, right? And this is these are things I've been trying to incorporate into my life to balance my yangness out and be a little more yinny is to create intentional playtime. Like put it on your calendar, plan it out on your day. And for you, playtime might look totally different. You know, it might be like playing basketball. I started playing basketball with my, with Justin, one of my roommates. Um, and it was so much fun to play the game. And I was, hadn't forgot how fun it was to just play games with no intentions, with no goal of, you know, getting fit or doing an ab workout or whatever, but just to play. Or maybe playtime is getting on your yoga mat and flowing and just moving or writing or drawing some sort of creative outlet. So intentionally give yourself playtime and that gives you the space to be rather than to do. And this might be a movement. It might be walking. Um, I get a lot of great ideas when I'm on a walk. Um, meditations, you know, it might be rest. Um, I know some people who actually put on their calendar like Netflix time because that is how they chill. And that's awesome. Go for it. Um, for me, taking a bath is a huge type of like rest and down and playtime. Uh, it's just like a nice form of self-care. I'm not huge on a lot of other like face masks or anything like that, but I love a good bath. Um, yeah. And so intentionally create that playtime on your schedule weekly, daily. Also create boundaries. You know, this is exactly the amount of time I'm going to work today and that's it. And if I don't get my stuff done, I don't. But most of the time when you set that time limit, you get everything done that you need to. And if you don't need to, it can wait until tomorrow. Set your boundaries and be strict with them because it's easy to be like, well, I'm just going to finish this project or I'm just going to do X, Y, or Z. And the next thing you know, you've lost your playtime. So create boundaries of your schedule. This is when I work. This is when I play. This is when I relax and stick to them. Another great way to balance is to plan ahead. So when I knew I was going to be taking this wilderness first responder training and it's 10, 11 days, um, very intense, you know, eight to five every day. I was fully knew I was not going to get work done. So I scheduled out some emails to pop out during the week and scheduled out social media posts. And I planned ahead in order to give myself the space. And it's the same thing with the holidays. I just took another week off in December for Christmas and I planned out my emails and scheduled them. So they sent when I was in Atlanta, they sent out and did their thing. And that's all it was. And I was not having to work during it. So planning ahead allows your playtime to be restful and not stressful. Um, Another way is to really, really remember that rest and renewal is necessary. And this is just, you know, something to remind yourself. But this time, so for me, my slow months are, you know, January, February, March, in terms of travel and retreats. Those three months coming up, I am going to be 
pretty much a hermit crab (laughs) in my house and I will be creating and planning and resting. And I don't want to work more than 30 hours a week. And that's part of my plan. I wrote that down. And, you know, and it is intentional rest and it's okay. And I have to tell myself almost every day when I'm done by one o'clock or when I have Fridays off that it is okay. And no, you do not need to do any work right now because I also know that come April, May, June, and then skip forward September, October, November, I'm slam packed and I'm going to be working nonstop because that's when my retreats are. And so this time is just as important, this downtime, this being time is just as important, if not more than all of the rest. Because if I don't take advantage of this time to, you know, to rest, to renew, to create, to sleep, to be lazy, then when I come to the point in time when it is time to be on all the time on these retreats and when I am traveling nonstop, I won't have it in me. This rest supports everything else that's coming this year. And I have to remind myself that because I get hard on myself, right? I get hard on the fact that I'm not doing as much as I should be or, you know, producing as much content. And I, you know, very mindfully have to tell myself that it is a-okay if I don't do anything and it's okay to rest and sleep in and relax because, you know, and we're all harder on ourselves than we would ever be on our friends or family. But the reality is, is this is time is necessary. And when I remind myself that it just makes it a little easier and I don't beat myself up about it as much. And also, I think a a great way to balance being and doing is to almost take some time and almost do a little experiment of simply following your intuition and your inner guide. So with this, to delve a little deeper, delve a little deeper, (laughs) um, you know, if my body is telling me that I don't need to lift weights today or go on a run or whatever it is, I actually listen, right? Rather than doing it to do it, I listen and I trust. I take a step back and I rest when I need to and I push when I have the energy. This is all a very intuitive way of living. And, you know, I used to view naps as like a weakness. I used to view naps as though I was not productive. I was not doing enough. And, um, the reality is, is oftentimes if I, if I really need a nap and I take a 45 minute nap, then I am hyper productive following it. So the activities that I'm doing after my nap are going to be more productive and more higher quality and effective. So the time that I spend resting is not wasted because it is fueling me up for more. And so you know, maybe do a little experiment, follow your intuition, your inner guide for a week or so listening to what exactly what your body tells you, hungry, sleep, rest, play, whatever it looks like. And just follow that because we, our bodies are smarter and our inner guides know more than what we could ever imagine. 
And if you're stressed out about the work that you're not doing, then know that that work will be there when you're done, right? If you're taking a break and you're taking a Netflix break, set a timer. I'm not saying to be lazy and lay around all day, but set one episode or whatever it is. And then your work will still be there when you come back to it. And you might be more productive and efficient when that time comes. Okay. I'm long-winded right now. So basically, we want to balance our being and our doing. And today really focused on, you know, balancing out by bringing more being into our lives. Um, Especially as we come into the new year, people push on us that we should be doing more and hitting these goals when the reality is this is seasonally a downtime and it's okay to take it as that. And to respect and honor that. So balance your being and your doing so that way you can do less and do it better. All right. Just to recap real quick, how to balance everything out, create intentional playtime, plan it into your schedule, create solid boundaries and stick to them, plan ahead so your restful time is exactly that. Get what you need to get done and then rest and let it be restful. Remember, Remember that rest and renewal is just as, if not more important to incorporate into your life because it will fuel all of your doing states of things. And follow your intuition. Take it on as an experiment to see what happens when you truly tune in and listen to your body and yourself. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening. And I hope you had a wonderful holiday and have a wonderful new year as we jump into 2021 and that you can find a little balance in your being and doing and your yin and your yang. Thank you for tuning in to the Get Wild podcast. Once again, my name is Kelsey Harrison, and I am so grateful you showed up in this space and you are a part of this community that embraces authenticity and vulnerability. And as always, don't hesitate to reach out with questions or topics, or let me know if you want to come on a retreat or if anything resonated with you. And I am truly so grateful for you, each and every one of you, whether it's your first time listening or you listen every single week, because I do this entirely to connect and to give a little bit more of myself to the rest of the world. So thank you for tuning in and so much love and kindness and gratitude for you.